You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Backernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that am. So today I made the uh, terrible mistake of thinking it was okay to sleep in. That obviously is not the case, because about uh, 20 minutes after waking up, everyone else got up. So here we are with a late podcast. Fortunately, it's a late Packers game. Uh, last night, if you haven't seen, I did post the uh, On This Date that was supposed to auto-post at 3, found out about 7 o'clock at night that it didn't post, so that came out late. So we're off to a rip-roaring start the last 24 hours. It's been great. Whole family's sick, son just blasted my daughter in the face with the football. I'm, I'm in the best mood I've ever been in my life, to be completely honest. I'm trying to think of a happier moment in my life, and it's just, I'm coming up blank. So fortunately, uh, we've got Boom Roasted coming up. <laughs> that is going to feel, that's going to feel good to get some Boom Roasted out of the way. Hopefully that will relieve some of the tension in every inch of my being so that we can move on to much happier things, such as Positivity Sunday. That is ultimately the plan for today. Um, Very, very, very slight chance we move on to something else because it's probably going to be a short podcast. However, uh, if you're not following me on on Instagram, please do that. I, I can't make promises because I break them way more often than I keep them, but I would like to try to do like a halftime live stream on Instagram. I, I have no idea if I'm actually going to do it, or to be honest, even how to do it. But I want to try to give that a shot, because that's a thing. Just, you know, thoughts and, and opinions and all that good stuff. And in case you've all forgotten, um, when we get to 500, we are doing a signed jersey giveaway. So if you are a new listener, make sure you are also a new Instagram follower, because one of my followers, once we get to 500, will be getting a signed jersey there are two to choose from. Honestly, forget who it was. Paul Horning and Chuck Mercian, or maybe the Horning one is the one that sold, or was one already. I don't know. Should probably look it up, but I'm not going to. Need to get going here. iTunes. We're sitting at 267. I see. This is my fault because I've been yelling at you guys about making sure you get it at exactly a round number, and all of a sudden, it's just like, all right, forget it. We're not giving this guy any more reviews. So look, I'm sorry I yelled. I just like round numbers. So if I could just get three more reviews to get to 270, if you go one or two over, I'll try not to scream or break things, but I just need three. So if you've got the time, and of course, if you enjoy the podcast, an iTunes rating and review would be greatly appreciated. I think that's it. Make sure you're in the Facebook group, because that's a party. Packernet Podcast is the name of that Facebook group. I think we're all caught up. Why don't we take our break, and we'll come back with a little, a little boom roasted. Today's episode of the Packernet Podcast is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, the brand new streaming sports news network. It's live 24-7 and costs you nothing. It's sports coverage that's always on and always free, always. Again, that's not always as in one-week trial. It's not free as in create a special CBS account and we'll send you a bunch of emails and market to you. And then after a week, the price goes up to $5 billion. It's just free, Just, just because it's free. First thing I see when I open it up, they got week eight, week eight ranking discrepancies. We're talking about fantasy football. They got fantasy stuff. They got uh, gambling stuff. They got previews. The very the the video right before that is the Browns Patriots preview. So they're going to have a Packers preview video. It might even already be up, but that'll be coming up. They got absolutely everything, and again, it's free. So 
Download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, any other connected device at any time to watch the CBS Sports HQ app. There's no fake debates, just sports for real sports fans at a great price of completely free. You don't even have to log in or sign up or anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, let's have a little conversation about the Kansas City Chiefs, shall we? I would like to start by reading off every single Super Bowl championship that the Kansas City Chiefs have. 1970. Boom, roasted. The AFL was literally started because Lamar Hunt wanted to start a football team and offered up the idea for an expansion team, the Chiefs, to the NFL, and the NFL said no. He also tried to buy the Chicago Cardinals, and they said no. So he started his own lame league, started beating everyone in this lame league that he created. Then the NFL's like, all right, fine. I guess you're kind of a thing. Let's just come together on this one. The Chiefs are literally the Michael Scott paper company, boom roasted. To put things into a modern perspective, the Chiefs are like an Instagram model. They're real pretty on the outside, but there's no substance on the inside. And at the end of the day, even your fans are going to turn on you when they realize you can't give them what they ultimately want at the end of the day. Which, in this context, would be a Super Bowl. Boom, roasted. The only thing worse than Andy Reid's exercise regimen is his defense. Boom, roasted. The only thing uglier than the defense is Pat Mahomes trying to pick someone up at a bar with his Kermit the Frog voice. You inexplicably traded away the best pass rush duo in 2018. So, I mean, boom roasted. You can't even brag about that serial abusing wide receiver of yours without fear of spending all of eternity in a furnace. Boom roasted. By the way, you replaced D. Ford and Justin Houston with Frank Clark, the guy who was charged with choke slamming his own girlfriend and routinely punching other players. And by the way, he's trash. Boom roasted. But hey, at least you stood your ground on Kareem Hunt for pushing a chick. Except now your run game is trash, boom, roasted. But look, I've got respect for you. I like Chiefs fans. I like the stadium. I'd love to go there sometime. And although you're not going to be winning a Super Bowl anytime soon, take solace in the fact that you're going to get a lot of yards, you're going to get a lot of points, and in the regular season you're going to win a lot of games. And if you're not embracing that yet, you better very, very quickly because this thing is coming to an end. Because everything good you have was built by John Dorsey, who left you a long time ago. You had a good run. Actually, you didn't. It was a terrible run, which is fitting for your organization. But, uh, you know, 
Best of luck. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit better now. So uh, just a quick check here. I don't think very much has changed. Uh, we can pretty much rule Devontae out. Not 100%, but the real good news here, and again, please don't misunderstand me that I'm saying this is an automatic win, but the good news here is very winnable game, and supposedly Devontae should be back by next week. Seems very promising that he will be, so that's awesome. Um, however, questionable would be Blake Martinez, which I know I've been kind of hard on him uh, because he's not playing as well as we'd like, but losing Blake Martinez is a lot worse than having Blake Martinez. It seems self-evident, but there are several people who are probably out there right now saying, good, let's get rid of him. The one positive would be it would be kind of nice to get guys like Oren Burks a little bit more opportunities to kind of see what they can do, kind of a trial-by-fire thing. However, again, I don't want to just look at this like, oh, don't worry, let's just call this a practice game because the Chiefs are that bad. It's not the case. Very possible the Packers blow the Chiefs out of the water. Also very possible the Packers blow this game. And if you start talking about... You know, you got to figure some players are going to have bad days because that is always the case. It's just a matter of who isn't going to show up. But then you look at, you also typically have some people that do show up. Maybe Blake was going to be that guy or what, you know, you know what I mean? You don't want to have, you know, real big players like Aaron Rodgers has a bad day and not a lot of people step up and you have Blake out and you have, you just, you know, also questionable as Darnell Savage. I, I, I think they're going to play. Oh, and Lindsley. We'll, we'll see what happens. That is somewhat relevant, and we'll just have to see. They also have a questionable linebacker in Darren Lee to go with their massive amount of outs. So um, we'll see what happens. Actually, let me check and see if there's going to be any updates. It's early, so probably not, but I want to know. Nope, nothing new. But why don't we take our final break again? This is going to be a short one. Um, and then coming out of this, I want to talk about, you know, again, Positivity Sunday. So not just why we should be excited about this game, but what the ultimate implications are of of going forward because let's not forget well we'll get there but for me personally it still doesn't seem real that we could win a super bowl this year maybe that's just me in my mind this is still like we're building towards something like hey looks like we might make the playoffs that's cool like it just 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 think we'll get there we'll get there speaking of winning a super bowl by the way the packers are currently plus 900 that is to say drop 10 bucks get 90 drop 100 get 900 right just thinking in terms of how my finances work, it would be $10. If you're trying to stay focused on this game, um, as I said, these these lines move a lot. Looking at the spread, uh, the Green Bay Packers are at minus 5.5. So continually moving in the Packers' favor. Tried to tell you ahead of time. Maybe not listening will end up being the right thing. But if you wanted to bet on the Packers, you could have had them at plus, or excuse me, minus 4 just a couple days ago. Ultimately, if the Packers win by 7, 10, 15, it doesn't matter either way, but still nice. Over-under still sitting at 47.5, but the prop bets are now officially up. They got, you know, stuff like which which team is going to score first. Will the first team to score win the game? Packers win by. All right, if you think the Packers are going to win by 14 points, that's plus 600 you get on that one. Exact amount of touchdowns scored. Zero touchdowns would be plus (laughs) 8,000. That would be a good day. You could just bet on Packers touchdowns if you wanted to. Point is, like I've been telling you, anything you want to do, they will happily take you up on it. Just make sure you remember to sign up at mybookie.ag and use promo code OVERTIME and they'll match your first deposit. Again, promo code OVERTIME. New users get the first deposit doubled. Mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Again, if you'd rather just be at the game, it's actually not too late. It might be depending on how far away you are, but if you're close enough, there's still tickets available to the Chiefs game. 
I know there's somebody out there that's listening that could get there that's been on the fence. Currently got tickets as low as $89. As it gets closer, the prices start to drop. If you're not in on that, you could always sign up for the Chargers game next week, which is played at basically a high school football field. Have you ever seen that thing? It looks like a high school football field. Who? Nobody goes there, apparently. They got like eight seats available. But anyways, you can go to that one. Those, those seats are premium seats. But that is on my bucket list to someday get out to uh, California. Probably Rams game, to be honest. But to see a Packer game out in Cali would be really, really cool. But the bottom line is, if you're going to be doing it, if you're going to pull the trigger on some tickets, make sure you're using Vivid Seats. You got the Vivid Seats Reward Program. You got the the 100% buyer guarantee. And best, best of all, when it comes time to buy, make sure you enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout. And new users can receive up to $100 when they check out. All right, so let's just pick up where we left off. Because as much as I want to get back into the game, I, I kind of already did a little bit of, of hyping up, kind of just talking about how the Chiefs are struggling and the Packers are pretty good. But l- let's really look at this. If I pull up my Packernet Packers schedule, which is the best Packers schedule that you will ever find anywhere ever, the Packers have the Chiefs, Chargers, and Panthers coming up. I'm, again, Chiefs, this is not a guarantee. The Chiefs are still talented. They still got a lot of stuff that they can do. We still got some question marks for the Green Bay Packers, especially on the defensive side of the ball, all that stuff. Let's just say, though, that we win the game. The Packers would be sitting at 7-1. and one. They would get, then go on to face the L.A. Chargers, who, as much as I want to continue to give them praise for being a really good team, they're sitting at 2-5. and five. You want to talk about injuries, let's take a look at this. Players on IR, um, Andrew Volert, Mike Pouncey, Adrian Phillips, Coda Martin, Forrest Lamp, Trayvon Johnson, Derwin James, Dontrell Inman, Sean Culkin, uh, Dylan Cantrell, Travis Benjamin, Nasir Adderley, and then reserve non-football illness, Russell O'Kong, their tackle. People currently not practicing because of injury, Derek Watt, uh, Brandon Meebane, Justin Jones, Thomas Davis, Cortez Boughton, Keenan Allen, Nasir Adderley. Nasir must be coming back or something, I don't know. They also have Melvin Ingram and Justin Jackson, as well as Damian Squire, Square, excuse me, that um, are limited. This is the most injured team kind of ever. I don't know how long this has been going on, but this team is just beat up to no end. They beat the Colts in overtime in week one. Since then, the only team they've beaten is the Miami Dolphins. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Texans. They lost to the Broncos, which is pretty telling. They lost to the Steelers, who are not great. They just lost to the Tennessee Titans, who are not good. This week, they're playing the Chicago Bears. Now, either way, this is going to be a good scenario. Obviously, we want to root for the Bears to lose the game. But if the Bears win, the Bears are kind of bad. That just further shows how bad this Chargers team is. And, of course, if they win, it's, you know, like, oh, the Chargers have some kind of talent, but, you know, it's just the Bears lost. So if we go ahead and assume that's a win, especially with Devontae coming back, and hopefully we don't have a lot of injuries and all that kind of stuff, we're suddenly sitting at 8-1. and one. Carolina Panthers have been getting hot, sitting at 4-2. and two. Pretty much since their quarterback went down, they've been a good football team. However, let's keep things in context. They beat the Arizona Cardinals, the Houston Texans, the Jaguars, and the Buccaneers. Maybe we can call the Texans a good team. Maybe. I mean, they beat the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Falcons, and the Mahomesless Chiefs. Oh no, Mahomes was playing in that game. Whatever. Either way, we could probably call this a tough game if we wanted to. To our benefit, however, we're coming back home on this game. The Chiefs-Chargers, when we started the season, this was a really tough, tough little run here. And then the Panthers also be tough at home. But now looking at it, we could possibly go two wins, Chiefs-Chargers, and then Panthers as good as they may be because of basically Christian McCaffrey, which, 
I mean, what, what do the Panthers even have that we haven't faced? They got a scary defense compared to what? PFF has them sixth, and that's, you know, kind of crazy, but the Vikings and the Broncos are higher. Last time I checked, we beat both of those teams. There's also the Dallas Cowboys, who have the third highest grade of any team in football. The Packers also beat them. So, I mean, it could be challenging, but being at home, I tend to think we're going to win that game, depending on health and all that kind of stuff. The best team I think the Carolina Panthers have played all year, probably the Rams, and they lost that game. They also lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are not a very good team. It's entirely, impo- it's entirely possible the Packers are 9-1 and going into a bye, then having an entire extra week to prepare for probably the hardest game on the schedule, which is shocking, but we're going to have an extra week, plus all the rest, to prepare for the San Francisco 49ers, a team that Matt LaFleur kind of knows a little bit about. By the way, the 49ers, as good as they may be, have not really faced anybody that's very good, with the exception of maybe the Rams. Other than that, they have the Buccaneers, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Redskins. Some of the worst teams in football, right there. Even if, let's just, let's just say by this point, between the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Panthers, and the 49ers, there's one loss and there's somewhere. The Packers will be sitting at 9-2 and two in Week 12, or going into Week 13. Then we have the Giants and Redskins, those are two wins. That's 11-2, and two. that's already a playoff record. It's already a playoff record, we got three games left. Beat the Bears, you're 12 and two. Then you got the Vikings and the Lions on the one on, on the road. If we win one of those games, that is a 13 win season. You're wondering why I have the Packers at at 12 ish, 13 ish. That's why. If the, the, the here's the bottom line: if the Packers just don't implode, they basically have have already paved the way into the playoffs. They need maybe like five wins, four to five wins, with the Mahomesless Chiefs, the hapless Chargers. The Giants and the Red. I mean, that the, those four—the Chiefs, Chargers, Giants, and Redskins—should be wins. Carolina also very possibly a win. Chicago very possibly a win. Detroit very possibly a win. Vikings are going to be very tough. 49ers are going to be very tough. Beyond that, they also have a very, very good opportunity if they can get to 13 to have that first round bye, with also the possibility of having a first round bye and taking on the lower seed if we can get the highest record which is where beating the 49ers really comes into play. The Saints also getting knocked around a little bit would also be beneficial. I mean, we, we, we have the possibility of being the number one seed, which means what? You win two games and you're in the Super Bowl. Not to overly simplify it or anything, but again, the, the, looking at this season compared to 2018, I think there's a lot less talent. I do, and, and certain teams maybe will emerge over time, but specifically looking at NFC teams, who are we looking at that's unbeatable? I'm not looking at the 49ers like they're unbeatable. The most hardened non-Packers NFC teams that I can think of right now are the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Vikings, maybe? Obviously, the Vikings are beatable. We've already done it. The Seahawks are talented because of the, the coaching and the quarterback, but the team itself is very beatable. And that leaves the Saints, which, you know, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. It's kind of it, though, right? So that leaves the question, what does all that have to do with today? Well, first of all, you cannot lose this game. Not saying you can't, if, if you lose, you're out. Obviously, that's not the case. But what we're talking about is the the path that includes beating the Chiefs because this is one of the lesser teams. We're looking at big picture. We're looking at 12, 13 wins. We're looking at some games that are potentially probably going to be losses. I don't expect to win throughout the rest of the season. So being given a gift of a Pat mahomes Chiefs game is a game you have to win. What also we need to see is some growth. We have seen consistent regression from the defense. Not not entirely, but we again, we went from having maybe the best defense in football early in the season to suddenly everybody just kind of acknowledging, you can do whatever you want to the Packers. You can run all over them. You can pass all over them. They can't do anything. 
But they, you know, they make big plays, et cetera, et cetera. You got to be careful. I'm not saying the defense is bad because they come up big, but as far as, you know, you get up against a better team, you know, that one pick in the fourth quarter isn't going to be good enough to win you a game. You have to have consistent, dominant performance from the defense. And then as far as the offense, please just don't regress. Please, 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 please keep this train rolling. This is the Chiefs. This is another great opportunity to destroy a really bad defense. And that's part of the, the, the heartburn that I have is I don't know what this team is. Right? There's a lot of fluctuation. There's a lot of up and down. Sometimes Aaron Jones is real good. Sometimes he's really bad. Sometimes Jamal is really good. Sometimes he's really bad. Sometimes the offensive line is good and, and bad. And the, the corners and the say it's just there's no consistency. They're consistently winning. They're consistently coming up clutch when it matters. But there's no genuine consistency from week to week between, you know, this player is just good all the time. The only one I can really say that about probably, although well, Balaga and there's probably a few others, but Aaron Rodgers. Since early on when things maybe weren't super great, he has just been consistently getting better every week. And again, the other thing to consider is that we've got players that are not even up to their own potential. This needs to be a Kenny Clark game. I don't know what his problem is. I don't know if he has some kind of an illness, injury, psychological issue, if he's freaking out about this contract or overthinking or what he's doing. But this is, come on, man. Let's see Kenny Clark and Dean dominate the game. Because it's it's about the win, but it's also about the long-term goal, and the long-term goal is about our schedule, which the only thing we can do about that is win, but it's also about growth, and I suppose tertiarily about health. But that 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 seems that, you know, again, as we get closer to the end of the season, that needs to be sort of the the vision. It's, it's Yes, it's one week at a time, but, I mean, we, the Packers are legitimately in a position to coast into the playoffs, and also if they fight and battle and claw, we could be talking about a first-round bye. We could be talking about a number one seed. This isn't just competition in the NFC North anymore. It still is. We're still battling the Vikings, and, you know, the Bears maybe could have a resurgence, whatever. I don't know. But we're in a battle with the 49ers. We're in a battle with the Seahawks. We're in a battle with Seattle, with Seattle, with New Orleans. This is about winning the NFC and ultimately about winning a Super Bowl. Because it's as weird as it feels to say, it's just sitting there. I don't even like having the words come out of my mouth because it's like, dude, that's ridiculous. Like, give them some time. They were really bad last year. It takes time to rebuild some stuff, and you got a new head coach, and like, come on now. But what, what, I mean, they're doing it. It's, it's happening right in front of us. All we need to see today is dominant performance. What would a Super Bowl team do in this game? Take the Patriots, take the uh, Seahawks, take the whatever team it is in your mind, the Saints. What would that team do to this team today what, what what would the the rams in 2018 do to the chiefs if pat mahomes wasn't playing and they didn't have d ford or justin houston or a running back or their left tackle or you know half the team they would annihilate them it, it would be it, in, instead of the the 55 50 game that it was or whatever madness that that was last year it would have just been like 55 to 7 it would have been a slaughter just win is still in play but long-term vision comes into play at some point as well and just barely beating this team although I'll be happy, is going to leave that that kind of pit in your stomach saying, I just don't know if this is legit. I just don't know if they're there yet. But again, the biggest things, a win, growth, and health. Those, those are the goals. If we can hit those three points, I have zero complaints tomorrow. Maybe Tuesday, but tomorrow will be all positivity. Anyways, that's all I got. I got to get going. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>